Good morning, welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. I'm Tom Richardson, I'm your host today, as every day. My last show we did, or last podcast that I did, I talked about preaching the word and why it's essential, why it's important, why it is what we as preachers, as teachers, as people who feel a calling to go out and and put yourself on the front lines, so to speak, and preach, that's what we do. Where do we get our inspiration? You know, you and you can get inspiration from things around you, from the lives that have touched you, from those that have uh, been in your life. You may get inspiration from that. You may gather inspiration probably, or possibly, I'm sorry, from uh, some event that has happened in your life or the, the beauty of the trees in the fall. And, you know, all these things can give us inspiration for a message and, and give us some kind of way to clarify what we want to pass on to other people. But the inspiration should, the, the main and bottom line cemented in stone inspiration should always be the word of God. So often it's, you go to a church and you listen to a preacher and you'll get like one verse and then he heads off in 16 different directions and none of it seems to even touch on the verse that he wrote, read to you in the first place. Some of these guys, they spend more time trying to figure out who they want to talk about when they get up there than actually expounding <clears throat> on the Word of God. Excuse me. I try not to do that. Now, there are times when, you know, things happen around us that we can't help but use those analogies and those uh, true life events to punch home something that's real to us in Scripture. But, having said all that, I want to look at something in one of the Psalms that people kind of I mean, we all know it. It's a 119th Psalm. And it's what you call an acrostic Psalm. That means it's broken down into pieces. And as, as the, those that know, it's broken down into pieces according to the Hebrew alphabet, which starts with Aleph, or Aleph, at, at verses 1 through 8, and then ends in Toph which is, you know, clear over there at the end. That's the that's the Hebrew alphabet. That's their A to Z is Aleph to Tov, or Tov. And, you know, it's, it's uh, which is 169 through uh, verses 176, the Aleph and the Tov. That's the beginning and the end. And, you know, that's what our lives are really about, the beginning and the end, and what we fill in in between. How, how do we fill in 
the in-between. Those of us who know the Lord, and I mean truly do, not, not some emotional thing that happened, and if you read some of the uh, examples that you can find of people, I believe, who had emotional uh, reactions to the power of God, but yet never really latched on to God, never really turned their hearts over to God. One of the main characters I can think of, because I've been doing a study in Daniel, is Nebuchadnezzar. When you see these things happen where Daniel can interpret a dream without even being told a dream, Nebuchadnezzar's heart goes you know, he, he gets all excited and he talks about the God of Daniel. And when he sees the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come out of the fiery furnace and he sees the fourth man in there with them, you know, he, he again, he exalts this God of the Hebrews, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. He exalts him, but yet he doesn't really take him into his heart, as they say. He doesn't really accept him for the powerful God that he is. He is the God of gods. He is above all. He is before all. He is the all-encompassing God of creation. Many people sitting in pews, I think, are in the same state that Nebuchadnezzar is. They're... they're they're religious in their in their duties. And I'm not pointing at anybody specific. This is just a, a fact. It's factual by Bible, uh, the Bible writings, that there are many who will call on his name and they will say, or they'll when they stand before Christ, they'll say, Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? And he says, Depart from me. I never even knew you. We have to come to a realization that, you know, we may know him, does he know us? But I digress. I want to stay on my topic of preaching the word, the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword. And you look at all the two-edged swords that are out there, the Quran, the uh, uh, uh Jehovah's Witnesses, their New World Translation, the Book of Mormon, the Bhagavad Gita of, of uh, uh, Hinduism and Buddhism and all the other ones. They all have a book that they go by. Even in our Christian sectors, there's a book that I would call the message. It's a two-edged sword, but it's dull. All these swords that are out there, because it doesn't say it's sharper than the two-edged sword. It says sharper than any two-edged sword. There are many swords that will come against this word of God that will fail because they are not the word of God. They are a word of men, passed on through men. The word of God also written by men, inspired by God. They, that, that literally means this word is God-breathed. Just like the breath of God went into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of God is in the pages of our holy scriptures. You can't get away from it. I want to read now. 
we're going to start in Psalm 119 and go to verse 89 under Lamed. This, again, that part of that acrostic is a Lamed. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is given unto generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this, uh, this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless, they, unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I'm going to stop right there. When they talk about the law, of course, that's Old Testament Mosaic law, which got added to and added to and added to. What we have to look at is the commandments that Christ gave. Love thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy body. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we do it. That's what our our life should reflect. Again, we have two things that are pinnacle in our lives, our beginning and our end, and how we fill it in between. That filling in, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things in my life that people look back, and I get reminded every once in a while, the things you used to do before I died and became a new creature in Christ. Unfortunately for many, they go through their entire life and they never die the first death, which is the death to sin, and then be reborn again. Reborn into a life lived for God, a life lived for Christ. That's an unfortunate, very unfortunate thing. When someone loses their life, they live their entire life, and they go out into eternity without the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. They are forever lost. This happens a lot. It happens more than those who go out into eternity to be with him. Him meaning Jesus, so I can clarify that. I think you knew what I meant, but I like to clarify the Bible's very plain that many, many will die without Christ. Few there that find that path that leads to righteousness, leads to him, leads to eternity with him. Few be there that find it. And that's that's one of the sad realities of our of our of our life of our our existence of of the true uh nature of our scriptures is that many will not find the lord uh even even then also we find a more uh exasperating i guess ideal is that many will think they have and they have not their their pride will step into the way or there's a deception that comes over them that makes them truly believe that they 
found the Lord at one point in their life and he called them out or and they never really made a true commitment. Now I don't know who they are. I don't it's not my business. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. But there's there it's just biblical. It's very straightforward that many will stand there before God and say, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. And he's gonna say, I don't know who you are. You might as well just go away. They sowed iniquity. They they lived a life of lawlessness. Lord have mercy. We are living in a time of in, of enduring lawlessness. We are living in a time which reflect very much, I think, the days of Moses, or I'm sorry, the days of Noah, the days of Noah, as Jesus spoke about. And I'm going to try to hit it to Matthew 24, about verse 36. As in the days of Noah, so shall be those days at the end. We are very close to something very intense happening. We are very close to God wrapping this whole thing up and calling it quits. None of us know how many days we have. None of us know the day or the hour in which the Lord will return and set up his kingdom. None of us know when the rapture of the church may happen. All of us want to argue about its validity, its timing, and so forth. You know, pre-wrath, pre-this, pre-that, pre-the other thing, post-this or that. You know, argue that out for yourselves. There's a day soon coming, though, when it will happen. Trust me on this. If you... If, if nothing else, just believe that there is a taking away, a snatching away of those that trust in Christ, those that believe in him. We will one day be taken to be with him forever. That's it for today. I hope I hit where I needed to hit and I touched on what I needed to touch. My, my main objective was just to, to set that foundation of we preach the word of God and we preach it because it has been settled in heaven. Thy word has been settled forever in heaven. I pray that this finds you healthy. I pray that it finds you spiritually healthy. I uh, I look forward to the next, and very soon I will do. I'm, I've been relaxing a little bit on my on my recording here, but I'm going to get right back in, and I'm going to try to do something almost every day. It's getting cold in Ohio, so I got to have something to fill 15 minutes of the day at least, and you know another two hours of studying it out. But uh, friends, it's been good. God bless you, and and may God be with you. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you can contact me through Facebook or whatever, and uh, we can talk. And I'll, I'll, I'll lead you to him. I'll show you the way. Or find a preacher, find a church that preaches the word, that stands for what Christ stood for and what he expects his church to stand for. Get with them and find your way. You want to go into eternity 
with him and put all your past behind. I, I just cannot make that any more plain. So have a great day. Until next time, this is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. Good day.